Hi, Tech Setters. Carly Kloss here. We began recording Tech Setters in early March, just as the world entered into an uncertain time. Recording the podcast remotely this spring has had its fair share of surprises, but Sam, Jenny, and our incredible guests were able to record fascinating conversations about the past, present, and future of tech. We truly believe it's more important than ever to share these stories. So thank you again for listening, sharing, and supporting Tech Setters. I hope you enjoy. Samantha Weiner. I'm Jenny Wang, and you're listening to Tech Setters. Tech Setters is a podcast I created with my best friend and fellow co host, Samantha Weiner. Hi, Sam. Hey, Jenny. I went to Columbia in undergrad. I also studied computer science. I look back on my 10th grade math teacher explaining matrices and how they were used in video games. And that was the first time I had ever really heard about programming. I'm now an engineer at Instagram, and I love working on a product that reaches so many people. Jenny, you also majored in computer science, but you put your skills to use as an investor and a founder. I feel super lucky to be in the role that I'm in. I studied CS at Harvard, and I chose that because I feel like coding is such a fun skill to be able to have, and you can apply it to so many different interdisciplinary problems. I'm also currently an investor at NEO, which is a mentorship community and early stage venture capital fund, and also a co-founder of a direct-to-consumer lifestyle brand called Reink with four of the U.S. women's soccer team players. Jenny, I remember meeting you at the Lean In Circle Leaders Training and being so inspired by the way that you were open and vulnerable about imposter syndrome and what it's like in computer science. And I know that we both experienced it in our lives. And it turned out that in that situation in particular, you were actually one of the best in your class. And the imposter syndrome, it really was like an imposter syndrome. And after hearing you say that, I remember we both connected over the mission of having a space where you could be explicitly ambitious and share your vulnerabilities. And we ended up going out for coffee. And in that coffee shop, we talked about this gap in content. And that's where Tech Setters was born. I remember that coffee shop in Mountain View and scheming about how, as two young women in tech who have been really proactive in finding people in the industry, we still have trouble meeting role models. And we felt like, you know, if it's hard for us, where we've been so fortunate to have different opportunities and networks, what about the many young women who aren't aware of these careers or don't even know that they exist? And so Tech Setters is now a podcast that's born out of the space that we wanted to fill. Jenny, tell me, what does it mean to be a tech setter? I think that tech setters come from all sorts of backgrounds and styles and beliefs and passions. And being a tech setter doesn't just mean one thing. So many accomplished tech setters have very non-traditional backgrounds. And we hope that by featuring them, we're able to show that leaders in technology are not inaccessible and that this dream isn't a pipe dream. And that's one of the reasons Code with Classy resonates so deeply with us. Sam, I think it was your idea to send Code with Classy a DM on Instagram and pitch this podcast. <laughs> That's, that sounds about right. We DM'd Code with Classy's Instagram and we expressed how much we love the program. A year later, we're doing this podcast. And Jenny and I both love the quote, you can't be what you can't see. And we're lucky to be powered by If Then. And we share their mission of if we empower women in STEM, then she can change the world. We really hope that through Tech Setters, we're able to show young women who are interested in coding 
the endless possibilities of what you can do with such a skill set and also connect them with a network to achieve what they want to do. I remember Carly telling us to be able to code gives you the freedom to build anything. And that is just so empowering. And that really resonated with us. One of the things that was most inspiring to us about Carly was that she really embodies that people are multifaceted. And as a software engineer, I know I was always scared of being pigeonholed and being able to see examples of others who have so many different dimensions and representations of more complex people really helped me be able to see myself in many different ways. We are so grateful for all of our incredible guests that we have on season one of Tech Setters. So without further ado, here is our interview with Carly. Yeah, how are you doing, Carly? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing since I last saw you? Pretty good. I'm, I'm in New York right now in my apartment working from home. It's definitely a strange, strange time in the world. How about you? Like, where are you based? It is a crazy time in the world, no question. I'm in New York City right now in my apartment um, and just grateful for my health and that of my loved ones and hope that everyone is well by you. I'm currently in San Francisco. I moved from New York in March, so I kind of beat the craziness. Yeah. Good for you. Part of the reasons why I moved was I'm continuing to invest in seed stage technical founders, but now it's part of a fund called NEO. It's a $80 million seed fund that's backed by many of the most well-known CTOs and CEOs among Silicon Valley. So that's been really exciting. And then with Three Inc., which is a startup with four of the U.S. women's soccer team players, that's doing really well. We ended the year profitable. We have a bunch of exciting partnerships and fundraising in the works. So wow, that's a bit about what I've been up to. Incredible, Jenny. It's so crazy. I mean, both of you, Sam and Jenny, I'm so inspired by you both, so proud of you both, and just blown away every time I hear about the new great thing that you're that you're adding to your resume or that you're working on or that you're doing to help others. It's really, really inspiring. And I'm really excited about this podcast. I, can you believe that we're finally here, that we're having this conversation? And, you know, was it almost or more than a year ago when we first started thinking about this? I think it was over a year ago. And it's crazy because one of the reasons we started this is because like, I love hearing the stories. Like when Jenny's talking about the work that she's doing, it always energizes me and makes me feel so excited about what possibilities are out there. And, and I, and I wish, I wish Sam could talk about whatever feature she's building on Instagram. I know she's soaring to secrecy. <laughs> Have to take it until launch. Yeah. I mean, but it is kind of crazy. Carly, like we first met at the Forbes 30 under 30 conference and you were talking about code with classy and the impact that you've had by teaching so many young women how to code. And Jenny and I have been so inspired by your work. And we can't wait to share stories with tech setters like you, with all of our listeners. So what first inspired you to learn how to code? Well, I am so grateful that you guys are starting this podcast and sharing these stories um, because I, I really think it's important that young women hear how these ideas start and how these entrepreneurs get their start. And, you know, someone like me, my experience with coding happened later in my life. I, I didn't um, have access to any coding classes in my high school or in my elementary school. Um, It wasn't until I moved to New York City and started meeting all these entrepreneurs and really wanted to understand 
this skill set that they had that felt like a, a superpower or a secret that they were in on that the rest of the world wasn't. And that skill set was the ability to code. Absolutely. I feel like coding, as you've mentioned before, is such a creative discipline. And as a coder, you never really forget the first language you learned or the first GitHub repo you created. So Carly, can you walk us through what your journey as a coder has been like since you first got started and also maybe share one of the things that you've been able to create? So my journey as a coder um, began really out of sheer curiosity. I was really interested in learning what code was and, and why only, you know, what I perceived to be guys in hoodies were the ones doing it. And I was really kind of frustrated by that. And so when I had some time off in August, about six years ago, I guess I was just 20 or 21, I took a coding class. I met one of the co-founders of Flatiron School named Avi Flatbaum, and he uh, taught me very high level how th how software and hardware is built and opened my eyes to this the language and the ability to build software that can reach everyone around the world and be able to make solve big problems and make big impact and you know humanized it and really helped me realize that it was it was a language that built these big ideas that spans the, the earth and you know, that to me was a really eye-opening moment to realize that coding is something that more people should have access to because we're all consumers of technology and every industry is being disrupted by technology and, and you know, certainly will continue to be in the future. And I think it's so important that myself and, and every person is aware of that and has access to learn these skills um, to be a part of creating what our future looks like. So I, I took that first coding class and I was really inspired to not only keep developing my skills, um, a project you had asked that I had built, like I learned early on how to kind of program a drone, which was really cool to see how manipulating. That. Yeah. And it was really fun <laughs> because my, um, so I, I was trying to program the drone to deliver cookies. It was, you know, the, the drone, of course, like went all over the place and definitely was, uh, you know, it's it a work in progress. It was the first kind of experiment um, and, and fun way to see how manipulating kind of lines of code could affect um, how it was being directed. For me, over kind of my coding journey, it's been so much more about creating access for others. Um, when I first took that coding class, I realized that I wanted to connect other young women to have that same kind of eye-opening experience. I would love to see that drone one day, and I still need to try one of your cookies. <laughs> yes. no, you, should, you should send the drone up here on the Upper East Side if you want to pick up okay. a quarantine project. You know, I don't know if drones are allowed in the city, but you can figure it out. <laughs> exactly. I feel like that example really just goes to show that you are a living example of one of Sam and I's favorite quotes, which is, you can't be what you can't see. And it's really incredible to see how you've used your platform as this world-famous supermodel to then inspire young women everywhere to study STEM. And I also know from my experience that founding something is never easy or straightforward. And so how did you get the conviction to then found your nonprofit, Code with Classy? Well, first of all, I love that quote that you mentioned before, you can't be what you can't see. And that could not be more true. And, 
for me, that kind of was inspired, what would inspired me to have the conviction to start Code with Classy was to really realize that more young women needed to see the diversity that does exist in the industry, even though it's not immediately what you think of, but, and there needs to be more diversity in the industry. And that's only going to happen by changing the pipeline problem and creating more opportunities for more people to learn these skills earlier on in life. And that's what Code with Classy kind of started out to to do, to create more opportunities for young women. And for me, I had this really deep conviction because at the time that I was learning how to code, I had already millions of girls that that were looking to me on Instagram and listening to and, and following me. I felt a responsibility that I wanted to show them something that could be really meaningful and impactful in their life and in their career. And so that's, that was kind of part of this conviction of wanting to really reach those young women and, and share something with them that really changed my life. And so that's what Code of Classy was born out of. And it started with 21 scholarships. And now this summer, we're going to have uh, 1,500 scholars in our Code of Classy camp wow. of summer 2020. Wow, that's that's amazing. I mean, I remember when Jenny and I went to speak at one of the New York City Code with Classy camps and just walking into that room and seeing so many young women learning how to code was so inspiring, especially as people who studied computer science in college and were sometimes, you know, the only women in the room, especially in higher level yeah. classes. It was really it was just it was truly moving. So we're, I mean, I love you guys it. are changing it. You, you are trailblazers, truly. I mean, you are, you are tech setters, trend setters, and trailblazers because, you know, you are impacting so many other peers, your age, older and younger, certainly. And I think, you know, to the point of, if you can't be it, you can't see it. You all, you, both of you are really having uh, more impact than you probably even realize just by doing what you're doing. So thank you. Well, thank you. I mean, and also I think that part of it is just being able to have those opportunities to see examples of incredible leaders and and being able to share the advice that you wish that you had. But at this point, you've had over a thousand scholars that have graduated from Code with Classy camps. Can you tell us about how the camps are evolving and growing as you go into the fifth year? The camps have evolved quite a bit from the very first summer that we started Code with Classy. So when it started out with those 21 scholarships, it was, I was blown away by kind of how many young women applied for those 21 spots. And it really, I mean, we had thousands of people apply and we had, and I, and that was the first time kind of, I realized just how big of an appetite there was for this and how many young women were really interested in this kind of experience and weren't being served it. So over the years, we run and operate our camps entirely, and we build our own curriculum, and we teach teachers how to code. We have a partnership with Teach for America, and we teach these amazing, dynamic teachers how to code, and they uh, help teach our our camps throughout the summer. And the, the teachers play such an important role in kind of what I like to call creating the magic. And... Uh, no matter what you're learning, but especially if you're learning something hard and new, especially like coding, it can be very abstract and kind of difficult to wrap your mind around. And for me, it was. And the only reason why I had 
such kind of success learning it was because I had a great teacher. So a big part of Code with Classy is kind of the magic in the classroom that comes from great teachers, curriculum that is interesting and uses real life examples to kind of teach coding principles. And the other piece of it that's so important is the community. We have such dynamic young women um, from across the country that are in our classrooms and we have we have a lot of fun too. It's not all hard work. There's a lot of play. We have brain breaks and we have games and we have, you know, fun like lunchtime activities and we have speakers. We have these brilliant speakers who come into our classrooms or video in and speakers who span the gamut from engineers at Instagram like yourself, uh, Sam, <laughs> to entrepreneurs and investors like yourself, Jenny, and, um, you know, and everyone in between. I mean, we've had amazing um, people come and speak to our scholars. And I think to the point of you can't be it if you can't see it. I mean, there's, it's so important to realize also how many different opportunities exist in the world. You don't just have to be an engineer and work at a tech company to use your coding skills. It's really important to me that these young women in our classrooms and in our camps really kind of see how creative these skills are. The camps continue to evolve every year. I feel like you've been a big part of bringing coding and STEM into the mainstream and making it something other than this crazy abstract field that no one really knows about. I was actually recently watching the Explained Coding episode that you narrated, the one that Cleo Abrams yes. is like one of my favorite people. Um, She's amazing. I, yeah, I know. She's so cool. And I love how the episode takes you through some of the ways that you interact with code in your daily lives. So as you continue to take on new exciting ventures, how, how do you integrate STEM and your love of tech into your everyday life and these other ventures? I loved doing that episode. Um, thank you for watching it. It, oh my God, it, I loved it. it was really fun to kind of take these this big concept and simplify it. And that's something that I think is important to do because part of the problem, in my opinion, of why more people, not just young women, but people don't take up a coding class or attempt to learn it is because it's intimidating. And, you know, I think the more that you can really show that it is at its core a language and it is creative and everyone can learn it, I think it's really important because even though, don't get me wrong, I mean, you guys know as much as I do that it's it's not easy to learn, but it is possible and it is people behind it. And it is kind of sheer uh, creativity and ingenuity that, that builds these ideas into businesses or solutions. It just, to me, is important that people realize that. So that was what that series was about. And I really enjoyed being a part of that. Um, and I continue to love being a part of new ventures um, and integrating STEM into my kind of everyday life by supporting companies. Similar to Jenny, I do angel investing and I love to kind of support businesses or companies that are using uh, technology to kind of create more efficiencies or more accessibility um, in industries. And so I'm always kind of keeping an eye out for um, tech-related innovative companies to invest in and to support and certainly um, always keeping an eye out for great female-founded companies. Um, so Jenny and I are co-investors on a number of businesses, which I love. <laughs> it's, it's honestly so cool to me. I'm it's like, so oh, cool. Guys, I love it. 
I love it. I uh, absolutely love Bubble and Snacks and all of the other amazing other ventures that you're a part of. And in terms of that episode, Sam actually texted me and made me watch it as soon as it came out. I, I love that you called out women like Ada Lovelace in the episode and the massive impact that women have had in the history of computing. No question. She was an, an early tech setter herself. She the totally original. was. And I feel like a huge... I know she was really the OG. I mean, and a huge part of what just motivated me in my life is really building out that mentorship element and being able to build things like, you know, internship programs for possibly even people that graduate code with classy camps for people that come from underrepresented backgrounds or even, you know, week long coding camps to learn how to build a website. Because for me, it was so much being able to see that first web page live and being able to realize that, the lines I was writing translated into something real, you know, the same way it worked with the drone um, that really helped it click and made me think, okay, cool. Like this is something I can do. This is, this is something I can no take question. on. And you know, it makes me so proud that we have some statistics around Code with Classy of 30% of our scholars have started a coding club of their own at their school or in their community. And 50% of them are currently working on tech-related projects. So they take these skills and and take them back to their communities and, and help kind of light that spark in, in others, uh, in their peers, and continue to kind of build projects, um, pairing their passions with impact. So it makes me really happy. That is incredible. And speaking of new ventures, there's been so much innovation in the last few years in fashion tech from wearable tech like Google Jacquard to data-driven styling like Stitch Fix to augmented reality at-home try-on. And actually, I'm really excited because Dara Traceder, who, as you know, is one of the masterminds behind the 3D-printed Adidas shoes, is another guest on this season of Tech Setters. (laughs) So excited to hear her speak. I'll be tuning in for that one. Can't wait. So Carly, what trends in fashion tech are you most excited about or think are here to stay? You listed a bunch of great ones. You know, I'm really excited by the idea of AR at home try on. I think that's a really exciting kind of way to, you know, eliminate waste and be more just conscious of while being able to enjoy passion and trying something on virtually and seeing if if you like it before buying it or being able to experience it using the AR kind of experience, I think is so cool. And I think there are so many more ways to really continue to be innovative in this kind of bigger conversation that's happening in fashion around sustainability. And I'm really optimistic for the kind of innovations that I think we're going to see that are happening. Um, It's early, but they're happening around kind of innovation in fibers and in creating fabrics and materials that can be more recycled and reused and kind of create this circular loop of manufacturing, which in my opinion is really I hope is the future of fashion because, you know, the the fashion industry is unfortunately one of the biggest polluters as an industry. So, you know, I think there's a lot of ways to use technology and, uh, you know, to to solve that bigger problem. Um, And, you know, I love things like um, there's this company called Wishy. It's an app that I use to even just simply style my looks. So it's kind of like the clueless closet. Um, I have like, it has, have like an, uh, a vault or like a kind of archive of all of the pieces in my closet and I can just mix and match looks and 
pick my outfit. It's very fun. Yeah, I mean, I love that fashion and tech, none of these things can even be scaled down to just two industries. It's so many different aspects of technology from artificial intelligence to computer vision that goes into even just Wishy for helping you put together your outfits. And each of these episodes, we want our listeners to be able to walk away with something concrete. What's one piece of actionable advice that you'd like to leave our listeners with? I love that. I love that you end your episodes with that. Um, you know, I, I, I really think that the power of mentorship is so important, both to find someone that, that can mentor you. And for me, I've been a very lucky recipient of great mentors through my personal and professional kind of journey uh, over the years. And um, a dear friend of mine and a mentor, Natalie Massonet, gave me this piece of advice once. Um, She gave me many pieces of advice, but one was, Carly, she said, what would you do if you weren't afraid? literally stop in my tracks and say, oh, wow. Okay. When you frame it like that, I have a very clear answer of the problem I'm dealing with in my personal life or in my professional life. And that kind of simple question of asking yourself, what would you do if you weren't afraid? It helps, I will say. But I literally have that exact question written on a sticky note on my monitor because I, I find myself coming back to it so yes. often in terms of like, okay, anytime I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I can work on this project. I don't know if I want to try this new thing or if I can take on this other, totally. know, this other venture. Like, okay, I'm like, what would I do if I wasn't afraid? Well, you know, some of the time it's I'd ask for help. Other times it's, you know, just go for it. You'll figure it out as you go or have the tools you need. We create our own limitations. And I think it's important to kind of get out of our own head, get out of our own way, which, you know, I think we as young women and especially, you know, ambitious young women, I'm certainly guilty of kind of being tough on myself and getting in my own way. So I think just reframing it, what would you do if you weren't afraid? And your gut usually has the answer. (laughs) We have a few bite, kind of like computer bite size questions that we end each interview with. I love it. (laughs) And so fun. I mean, we actually have eight, so maybe we should have called it bit size questions, Sam, because one one bite is eight bits. (laughs) Jenny, come on, we can't miss things like that. (laughs) You're amazing. What a nerdy, nerdy. Yeah, I love it. You guys are So the first one is, what are three things that are always on your desk? Three things that are always on my desk, especially right now, is a giant bottle of hand sanitizer, a giant hydro flask of water, and lip balm. Good good (laughs) key things to have around. Who's a leader in tech that inspires you? Mm, Great question. You know, I really am so inspired by Johnny Ive. He's been such a brilliant, uh, creative and just leader. Um, I admire him very much. I know. I'm very intrigued to see how the SE launch will go. What is a tech product that you recommend to everyone? My current obsession is the eight sleep bed. Have you tried it? No. Oh my gosh. I want to check that out. We'll have to, we'll have to catch up about that later. Um, I know. Next thing I know, you'll both, yeah, be, exactly. both be investors. Um, well, J- Jenny, you got to send me that deal flow, girl. It's going to be in your inbox tomorrow morning. A tech product that I'm obsessed with right now is the mirror. Um, it's this really great way to work out at home and it's using technology to kind of create um, great at-home workouts. And especially since I've been in quarantine, it, I've been using it a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, I found myself doing a number of virtual workouts as well. What's, what's a tech product that you want to try? I'm really excited. I just read the new Apple Watch. Uh, I think coming out maybe this fall is going to have sleep, uh, some sort of sleep tracker, sleep monitor. And I love my Apple Watch um, and I love kind of health data. So I'm excited for that new update. What's the next computer programming language that you want to learn? I'm really excited to pick up my Swift skills. Um, I, le- I started playing with Playgrounds and Xcode and learning Swift when it first came out. And it's gotten a little, ru- I've gotten a little rusty, so I'm going to pick up my, my Swift skills. Well, good thing Sam is an expert. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm an iOS engineer, so anytime you want to code together, I'm super, super down. Be careful what you offer. I'm going to be calling you nonstop. <laughs> I mean, it's totally fine. I'm super, I'm super, I mean, these days I'm like, please call me anytime, <laughs> anyone. anyone. Um, okay, so finish the sentence. 20 years from now, Code with Classy will be? Oh, great question. Um, 20 years from now, Code with Classy will be reaching every person around the world who wants to learn how to code and be a part of our community. Who is someone you'd love to teach how to code? I would love to teach my mom how to code. She's an artist and she's the most creative person I know. And I think with coding superpowers, she could build, I can only imagine what she could build. So I have to, I I need to make her sit down and learn, learn Swift with me. Yeah, you guys should do virtual sessions. I'm more than happy to hop in and join them. I was, I was actually teaching my sisters recently, which was very fun. What's your favorite current recipe? Ooh, well, I just made a batch of vegan chocolate chip cookies. Um, really, really Ooh. yummy. And I literally had them for breakfast. Um, that's just what quarantine life has come to. And then I also really love, I have this great um, split pea soup recipe from my gram that I love. And it always makes me think of her. Oh my gosh. Um, I've been making lots of soups in quarantine. So. Oh my gosh, please share the split pea soup recipe. Okay. I, I need that right now. I've been living off of soups. I'm making like Moroccan Ooh. stews mostly, but it's so good. It's it's smart though too, because it, it like it takes so much time to cook to cook. I'm not used to it. I know. So. I, know. I know. Me neither. <laughs> like how do I feed exactly. myself? Uh, we can just have a drone that, you know, brings food back and forth. Sam, can you work on that for us? <laughs> yeah, no, we'll build it together. We'll have a Swift app that can it's great. It'll be our quarantine project. But Carly, thank you so much. We're, I mean, this has been so much fun talking to you today. And it's such an exciting collaboration together. This has just been awesome. I, and I love your advice. So thank you. thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast, you guys. I'm so proud of you both. I really, really mean it. And I just am so excited for everyone who's listening and who's going to continue to have access to great mentors and inspiring stories because of this podcast. I really mean it from the bottom of my heart. The two of you are creating the change that you want to see in the world. And that is all that I could hope for, for our Code with Classy scholars that they follow in your footsteps. Tech Setters is a Code with Classy podcast powered by If Then. If we can empower a woman in STEM, then she can change the world.